sane storming. Brainstorming sane ideas for a complex world. No fluff here, just quality, thought-provoking content. Hi everyone, welcome back to you all. And it's been a quite a long break. Too long, actually. You know, we had the holidays and uh, then I had some family obligations. So it took a bit of time to get back up and running. But the important thing is that we're back and we're ready to roll. Today, we have a very interesting topic that I wanted to discuss. I wanted to talk about dysthymia, which essentially dysthymia is mild depression, you know, it's something that has affected most of us probably from time to time. It's an important topic and it's probably not talked about enough. We can talk, we're going to talk about identifying it and what we can do about it. It's a poignant issue and just a moment, we're going to take it apart together. Now, most of you already know who I am and what it is that you're listening to. My name is Daniel Efra. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, been practicing well over a decade now. I created this series, Sane Storming, to offer some benefits to my audience. My listeners are thinkers that want to grow. How do I know that? Because that's who I am. So if you're listening right now, chances are there's something here that talks to you. On this show, you're going to find solid content. I'm not trying to sell you some smooth, fluffed up presentation, uh, psychobabble, or anything like that. But what I do offer is core principles with practical ideas to take home so that you can implement them in your own life to make your life just a little bit smoother, more meaningful, and a little bit saner. Okay, enough of the commercial. Let's switch gears here. Go to a very serious topic. Okay, we're all familiar with depression and the ugly impact it can have on individuals and their families. It's a very complex disorder. Chances are you all know someone that life has been stolen by depression. You know, it's a very good term for depression, by the way, stolen. It literally steals a person's life. I say that for a lot of reasons, but I don't want to really talk about classic depression as we know it. Uh, at least not today. We'll talk about that some other time. But what I want to talk to you about now is something a lot more subtle, perhaps less debilitating, but it's quite limiting at the same time. This is what we call dysthymia. Now, let me try to explain or define it. Dysthymia is kind of like a low-grade, mild depression, Often it's been festering for a while, so people often don't even know it's there weighing them down. But let me tell you, it can weigh you down. One description I get from people is that, you know, I'm functioning, but I'm kind of just robotic about stuff, just going through the motions every day, sort of because I have to. But life is like taxing, you know, and it's kind of like I feel a lot of weight on my shoulders. So that's one way people put it. Um, Let me put it this way. It's kind of like living life, but with the life sucked out of it, if you know what I mean. The result of this is, well, first of all, as humans, we need spirit and vigor as gasoline 
if you will, to help propel us through life. Right? Without that, we simply just run out of gas and we just don't have the energy to go through the day. We don't have what it takes to do our tasks mindfully with a positive attitude. And yeah, it's important to be positive sometimes. Um, it, you know, it makes pushing the car ever more difficult if you don't have that gas, right? Secondly, Another thing about dysthymia is keeps a person from growing and following his or her aspirations. So this is a significant process, and mind you, it's a lot more common than many of us thought. With dysthymia, or this kind of low-grade depression, people just don't feel like growing. They don't feel like doing anything. They don't want to, you know, they might have an idea that's been sitting inside of them forever, or they really want to, might want to grow their business and they have a million ideas how, but just because they're going through the motions every single day, uh, they're just not going to take it to the next level. So they're going to go in day in, day out, doing the exact same thing, almost in a robotic kind of way. So that's sort of this low-grade depression that we're talking about. So the first thing we all got to do is identify it. So let me tell you, if this strikes a chord with any of you, and you know, my guess is it strikes a chord with many, uh, because at some time or another we've all had, uh, I can't say all, but most of us has ha- have had periods in our life We've experienced something similar to this. So pay pay close attention because you may be experiencing it without even realizing it. Okay, so the first thing is, like we said, is identifying it. Now that we've identified it, what do we do about it? So I'm going to share with you some very effective tips that can be extremely helpful The great part of it is that I've seen these tips work in a relatively short period of time. They're not difficult to do, but you got to do them. You got to do them consistently. That's sort of the, that's the, uh, that's the catch. So, and, and by the way, you know, like everything else, there's all different levels right? You can have all different levels of this dysthymia. So if you feel any sense that your life is just, you know, things are just a little stale and you don't have the oomph that you've had at other times, this can help for that as well. So here's the thing. Firstly, we need to understand the main mechanism of depression. Classic depression because it really doesn't matter matter whether it's depression or dysthymia in terms of the actual mechanics. But depression, the mechanics of depression is to get us to feel like doing nothing. That is the bottom line of depression. It gets us to feel like doing nothing and we are unproductive. And therefore, we get sad and the cycle goes It sucks every ounce of motivation from our souls, literally. So whenever you're trying to combat depression of any sort, 
Okay, as difficult as it sounds, the number one key is going to be to hit the depression at its core. Which brings us to tip number one. What we need to do is gather every ounce of strength that you possibly can. And you know what? It might seem silly at first, but that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. We don't mind feeling silly as long as we feel good, right? So gather as much strength as you can to engage in some sort of behavior that you would do when you're feeling upbeat and perkier. And make a habit of it. That's the key. So for example, if when you're in a good mood, you tend to say good morning to a couple people, do it even if you're not. Uh, It could be something like, it could be doing something nice for yourself, like going out and buying yourself a simple cup of coffee. Any small action that you can do that sort of might be a little bit different or that can mimic that feeling good behavior, it attacks depression at its core and it goes against its only power because the power that depression has is to keep you stagnated and stuck. If you stop being stagnated and stuck and you do the opposite, even though it's artificial, that is major. So that's tip number one. Okay, tip number two is really more exclusive for dysthymia and not for classic depression. It goes something like this. Look for, in your life, some kind of specific activity that you can become passionate about. You know, it can be on a spiritual level, like prayer, right? Something that you, uh, something that you might dive in. Uh, something special, a special parak of Tehillim that's meaningful for you and you say it every day. Uh, It doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be a hobby. It could be like, for example, if you like to write, maybe make a project of writing your own story, your own story about your life. Um, Basically, anything out of the ordinary that's meaningful to you, get involved in it. It doesn't need to be more than two to three times a week, by the way. This is not something that you need to do every day. But if you find yourself a passion in something, that can influence even the everyday rote parts of your life. Number three, this is going to sound really funny um, and maybe cheesy, but it's super powerful. Acts of kindness. You will be simply you will be so amazed what that will do for your mood. I'm telling you it's like it's a phenomenon. Maybe it's a maybe it's volunteering for a worthy cause once a week um, or maybe it's helping making a project to help out an individual that's going through a rough time on your own terms. not if you're thrown into a situation that's a whole different story, right And many of us are going through that. that's for sure, right? Uh, And that doesn't seem to ease our depression too much. But I'm talking about um, making yourself a project that you're doing it out of the goodness of your own heart and donating your own time and effort can be very, very powerful. The power of giving of oneself can really influence your entire persona. That's number three. And finally... 
Last but not least, exercise. Exercise and exercise. Now, I said it three times, not because it needs to be so much of it, but research shows again and again that besides the benefits of just engaging in a a positive activity or the health benefits, exercise has a strong biological effect on mood. It releases hormones that can be... There's some research that shows it's equally as effective as taking antidepressants. I kid you not. Especially the high cardio, by the way. So exercise, again, you know what? We're not talking about going to the gym for two hours a day or an hour a day. We're talking about 20 minutes brisk walking three times a week. That's what I'm talking about. Make it realistic, make it practical, and it will make a difference. So I say try one of these ideas, get someone else to try it, try all of them, and and I want to hear feedback from you guys if you're actually seeing the dial of your tank of gas go back to full, because it really should. We're all looking for ways to make our lives more meaningful and purposeful and youthful and um, motivating and exciting. And you don't need to travel to the other side of the world to do that. And besides, those are not long-lasting, practical, realistic ways of getting there. But these four tips that I mentioned are... So I hope you find these helpful. Don't forget to leave me feedback at therapy at aspire.org. That's A-S-P-I-E-R.org. Or go to my website, aspire, www.aspire.org. Spread the words to your friends about my podcast if you find it helpful. Maybe even someone who's not your friend. And with that, I wish you all a great night. Thank you so much for listening.